That is. Hello. Welcome into episode 82 of the Socially Distanced Bourbon and Bad Opinions. Once, the, once again, <laughs> I'm Carrie. I'm, uh, I'm here with John. Oi, oi. And the, ga- the gang is all here, but again, uh, via the Skypes, because we are trying to do responsible things. So, Rob? It is this holiday season. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Yep. Sean? <laughs> What's well, uh Rob, your mail's coming. I see the dude behind you. <laughs> they gonna make your dogs bark. <laughs> he might, but I got I got the earplugs in. And right. Chat Chat is uh, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. He's in a bunker. Oh, good <laughs> yeah, Chad's Chad, yeah, Chad's in a, in a bunker. He's not on a boat. He's in a bunker. In that old bunker. He's in a place we're all gonna run to. No, you ain't lying. I got in a, I get in a car and and get that mapped out for sure. Anyway. Gang's all here. Yay. the gang's all I guess. I don't know. Sometimes the intro's just... I, I'm vexed by by introductions. Vexed. Vexed. They vex vexed. 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 Spell it. Mm-hmm. Spell vexed. Vexed. By introductions. Yes. V-E-X, I think. It, it could It could have something to do with a brain fog caused by a... Uh, old-fashioned rabbit hole that I fell down in on Friday and had to crawl back out of yesterday that was, uh, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Yeah. Hashtag don't pour doubles. But thanks to Rob for th- sending a fabulous video to us of, 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 of a demonstration that I have not seen a demonstration on uh, that good. He sent us a demonstration on how to make old fashions. I haven't seen a demonstration that good since I demonstrated how to make a dust cloth in 4-H when I was in like fifth grade. What? I'll, I'll send it to you guys. Yeah, I was in 4-H. I, I killed 4-H. I rocked it. A dust cloth? Yes. How Don't to make... you just cut up a big rag into a small rag? No. You got that, it. That it, makes sense. No. There's Thank more, you. There's more to it than that. There was definitely more no, to it in the no, demonstration. Really. Did you embroider it or something? No, no. There was something about putting it in a jar, and then you put, like, um, linseed oil on it so it would help pick up the dust, and it was like, I don't know. I was in fifth grade. What do you want out of my life? I don't know. I mean, we sewed, like, skateboard pillows, so... I'm going to go with that. Oh, see, when I was in home ec, I was so bad at it that I got my mom to sew all my projects. <laughs> True story. You That's cheated at home ec. That's smart. I did. On the sewing part, because I sucked. I, you know, the sewing part was hey, great. I don't feel bad. I, I, I cheated at typing. We actually had manual typewriters that you had to learn typing on. Yep. Yeah. And so you would, you would do these things called timed writings. Yep. And the teacher, I can't believe she never caught on to it. Like, basically, she would say, go. And you were supposed to improve as the year went along or whatever, right? Yeah. So you do three of them, and they take the best of, of the three. Well, what else would I do? I was like, she would say go, and I would just type on one. And then she would say stop, and then she would say, you know, scroll down, start the next one. I would just continue typing, right? <laughs> and I still, to this day, I still just use, like, two fingers, like, on each huh. chain. So you just oh, and it never ended up mattering. You, you, you weren't comfortable with the home keys and the no, no man. I still don't. Use it, and my and this, I made my career out of it too. That's what you know. That's the yeah, best even part. As a young programmer, that's the best. Yeah, part. I mean that's like. Well, most IT I can, people, type. I can smoke probably some of those home rookie people anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because most IT people use the two fingers. Yeah. yeah. No, and it, it's funny that just gives you the idea again of uh, boomers and bad opinions that we're all sitting around talking about typing. 
And I had to do that actually typewriter. It's called keyboarding now, Rob. As a latchkey kid, as a latchkey kid, those were essential skills like home ec, like when you know. Because hey. both parents worked, you had to you had to know how to cook and you know sew and clean. And the best thing I learned out of that was how to sew a button on a shirt. Yep, I, I had used that, that skill for a long time. I I'm guess, the only one in our house that knows how to do that. I guess your mother. Yeah, I do. See, clearly, I'm as well because well, my mother didn't fake the homework for me. <laughs> I I did the cook I did all the cooking stuff, but man, that sewing just again it vexed me. I was vexed. That's You're vexed. My word That's of the, the day. Word of the, day. <laughs> the word of the day is vexed. Sean, did you take did you take the home ex? I did take the home ex, and uh, I remember sewing a damn choo choo train pillow set of pillows. It was like five. I think my mom still has them. As you know, she's got everything I ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And the cooking part was great, so it was it was all right. No, no, I mean, I, it has I, done me well. I would highly recommend that anybody take that and uh, and also work in a kitchen. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, oh it's, yeah, it's a great experience on a lot of on a lot of levels. Oh yeah, definitely for yeah. sure. The people you meet, the people you meet working in food service are um, they they yes, spend sir. the gamut. Let's say yes, they do. There is you some- might. You might end up vexed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they are a special breed, especially those who make a, a absolute c- career out of it, I suppose um, you'd say. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I just give a plug then. Make sure for all those people who are still working in the service industry definitely need support. So, you know, if you're not, even if you're not comfortable going out and uh, sitting somewhere at the 50% capacity, you know, curbside or gift cards are always good because that's cash uh cash in pocket immediately for the for the establishment so and let us not forget the most important thing you will learn in a restaurant kitchen how to tell the skunk weed (laughs) (laughs) the walking ditch weed yes you mean that's when they took the trash out (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) so i guess this shows what boomers we really are because i don't think it's even called home ec anymore i think it's it's something Oh, I'm sure. it says life, life skills, yeah, it's life skills, sciences or life yeah. skills, or something. Yeah, I think life science sounds life right. sciences or yeah. something like that. Yeah, which I is mean, which is so weird that you would think that in in all of that you would learn how to do the banking and the budgeting and stuff, but that was always consumer math for us too. Yeah, yeah I didn't I didn't take consumer math. So I, I, don't I didn't about I that. didn't either. <laughs> you know, even though I took Comac as a, as a youngin, and it uh, it only hit me this the other day. Maybe you all thought about this too. But um, I was making something in the oven. It dawned on me, and our oven might be 10 years old. It's not that, you know, it's not that out of it. Yeah. It's digital, whatever. And I just, I needed to get it to 450. And I started realizing, like, why did, is everything that you're supposed to cook some multiple of 25, yet they have all the fucking numbers on there? It's like, you start at 350, and you've got to wait for it to climb all the way up mm. there. And so I was mentioning this to my buddy yep. Oni, and he was like, yep. well, he said, that's because you're a poor. He says you're poor. He's like the new. He's like the new uh, units. They only do uh, 25 increments. And he's like mine does 25s. Get yeah, out. Right? I mean, have you, ever, have you ever cooked anything at 365? Or like, no. hey, buddy, put that in the oven at 435 for 45 minutes. Right? But you're oh, totally right. But in fairness, the old school ones had the knob, and it only had I believe, it 20, Yeah, it only had 25s. It only had. But increments. you could go in between them. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't know what the hell that was. Right. Well, that's just for sea level cooking or high altitude yeah, okay. cooking, right? Yeah. Cook those so pork it, chops at 
480, my guy. <laughs> if you're living <laughs> with the bad, an old stove like that, with the but, but see, you either you're either super poor with a stove like that, or you're super rich with the high end. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm super here. poor because mine does you know increments of five. Mine came with the house, and it's probably 20 yeah. years old. <laughs> you're gonna be buying a new oven just... soon, sir. So does yours only do 25 increments, Sean? Uh, yeah, no, it does five. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But makes like, no sense. You're right. I, I've never seen a recipe that calls for some random. Cook this at you know 3:35 for a half an hour. I mean, it's like <laughs> you're yeah, right. You're right. Well, you're right. Well, you know the well, thing is, is it, it's for the variance because if you're a real foodie, you get you don't go by that little damn thing, digital thing. You get one of those little round gauges and stick in the oven and calibrate it. Yeah, you you get a, a real okay. dial thermometer. You clamp it to the one yep. of the racks. Yep. You calibrate your oven, yep. and then you just go by that. Well, and I'm sure that Oni's probably got one of them high end convection <laughs> ovens that cooks stuff in five seconds anyway. Oh yeah, dude, it's like a double. Stack. Yeah. it's like digital. He said, uh, he said, uh, he said, not only is your oven poor, he's like, he's like mine. Kosher, like it has a Jewish setting, like for kosher foods. Wow, like, which I found what? to be really fire. Bad. It's got fire. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never it's heard. So that. weird. I've never <laughs> heard of that either. Yeah, I'll have to share this. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was quite interesting. Huh. That is, that is all very right. Interesting. Okay, well there you go. So there's all our right. there's our falling down that homac rabbit hole. Then, um, all right. Yeah. So before before we get to uh, the Chad's adventures in Bourbon Land. Last week, in his upcoming adventures in Bourbon Land, I guess we gotta gotta go around the horn and see what we're drinking because Rob's got something super fabulous today. <laughs> oh, it looks tasty. You know, it's not that bad. It's 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 not as it's really kind of watery, and that's the issue. Um, so I was out today uh, looking for some bottles, just uh, and happened to run into these little uh, bagged cocktails. So I bought an old fashioned. We'll put the pictures up on Instagram and a Manhattan. Um, they're made in Italy. Um, they don't really have a name. Uh, it just says made with bourbon and bitters and caramel color. And it is, let's see, it's a little weak at 28% by volume. So what is that? 40 or 56 uh, proof. And it's 100 milliliters. Uh, the old fashioned is fine. I mean, you could drink these and not go down that rabbit hole because it's a little less alcohol. It's super watery, though. I feel like I want to throw in another ounce of bourbon just to get it to where it should be. It's um, 56 but, uh, proof? Yeah. Oh. So, so it's that's like so it's a child 23%. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. And yeah. then I also picked up a Manhattan, which we'll get into like, midway through the show. I'll let you know how that is. Yeah, that's 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 tell you how it is. That's a baby drink. Ass. That's a drink for babies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as much as our palates have been blown out by all this high proof stuff, I mean, it's it's baby drink. So yeah, we'll see. So, so at fifty six, so we, we got a, you got it like eighty now is like what like teenager yeah something like yes. that yeah yeah preteen oh, yeah. it's training wheels off partying you know, in the parking much. lot eighty is like a whole week drinking we drink eighty proof all week and still wouldn't feel it so. right exactly thanks to Chad I don't even know if I have anything eighty proof anymore <laughs> I think I drunk through all mine now yeah I don't know where ours is so Sean what do you got on a I've got the, I'm, I'm a little bit it's still semi-brown liquor i am drinking uh some ardbeg 
Ooh. some Islay single malt scotch. It's a 10-year. I got this for my birthday in January, and I'm probably going to kill the bottle this evening. It's quite tasty. It's not iodine and, or Band-Aids. It's quite mm. peaty, tasty, mm. even though John, Chad, and Rob have no taste. January of what year did you get that bottle? <laughs> Uh, 2020. So oh, before really? the great COVID. That could yeah, be the, that, that could be the bottle zero for our problems. And, <laughs> and I, I had said that I, I did like, uh, or I could tolerate the Islay. So you know, I've been thinking about buying. There's a there's a 12 year of something or other that I've been considering purchasing. I do it, sir. Expand your palate. I hate to pour out good money though. <laughs> well, well, I will come get it. For I was going to say, Sean and I'll take it off your hands if at any time you don't want it. Yes. So, Chad, I know you're in the middle of nowhere, and I know where you are has a hell of a good bourbon uh, stock, but I don't know if you're drinking anything quite today. Oh, yeah. No, I just, uh, before we hopped on, I just crushed some uh, taco salad. So, well, I'll let that digest. I'll get into stuff. I'll probably drink with the father-in-law this evening. And he has some, he has some, a nice collection for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. He's really nice. He's good guy. I'm like... Sitting in his bourbon room, there's like these are full, full cabinets. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven full cabinets. Nice. And he actually, yeah. he actually drinks it though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Plus, he's. I think he's got. A, I think there's 160 opens on the bar. Oh wow. What? Wow. Yeah. All right. I think I counted them one time. It's either 125 to 160 range. I think. Okay. About to do that again. Well, we've kind of got a mishmash here. We just picked up some stuff that was already open that is decent. There was a little bit left of that Heaven Hill Select stock. There was a little bit left of the Old Fitz. Which one is that? 13 year. 13 year. And then there's a bottle of the uh, Wild Turkey Rare Breed barrel proof that was already open. So we're just kind of drinking drinking a little here and a little there. That, that private stock was the corn one, wasn't it? Um. Yeah, that the was select yeah, stock. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I liked that one. That was good. That was really good. Yeah, there was like a very, very tiny little bit left in the bottle. So, Chad, tell us about your bur- uh, adventures in yeah. Bourbon Land. Uh, so, me and another buddy, uh, talked about on the show, Paul, went over to see our buddy Oni. Now he's moved in, and um, he's got a killer setup. He's got his basement, his basement set up as his, you know, I hate the word man cave, but that's essentially what it is. Uh, he's got like four 55-inch TV or 60-inch that are mounted in a grid that can like either do one game or four different games. So uh, he's a big NFL guy. So we hung out, and um, uh, Paul had never had an old crow chessman, so only wanted us to have some. Like I've had it before, uh, and it again, it's like it blew Paul's mind. Paul guessed it, it was like 110 proof, and it's only 86 proof. It's the one thing. It's still, I think, probably one of the top three noses in all of whiskey ever. I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, so we started there. Uh, then we went and did some Cadenhead stuff, you know, from the um, from Heaven Hill. Um, then uh, he he blonded us something, and I was proud that I got. I like, I, I thought it was an Elijah Craig barrel proof, maybe an older one, but it's actually it was a real unicorn. It was a it's the William. Uh, William Heaven Hill, it was the white label one. They only released like 225 bottles of that one. It's one if you were ever down in their gift shop, they've still got one in the glass case. I think they go for about $6,000 a pop. Ooh, um, so he, he's, he's, he's got one open and uh, you know one still sealed, but I, I would have to put it at least number one or two of all time, right up there with some of the Everest stuff. 
Uh, then we drink some more, uh, I think, different Heaven Hills and California Gold. Uh, then we got into some um, Old Forester from the 1960s. Quite fabulous. Uh, really, really good stuff. It was just a good time, man. And, you, know, um, it, you know, he's just a gracious host, and he's just got some incredible whiskeys that he loves to share. Um, so I was thankful for it because, you know, that you know the old the uh, white label William Heaven Hill, you know, it it truly is a unicorn. Um, I've seen it. The only time I'd seen it previously was was at the gift shop. He told me he'd had one, but you know, he just he'd surprised us, and because he was blind and us, I, I did really well. Uh, the only one that I didn't get uh, the man, like I um, when he poured the uh, California Gold, I thought it was maybe a um, said that it was a uh, E H barrel proof which if you know the basis of cali gold it's supposedly yeah, yeah. buffalo it's a buffalo it's trade, buffalo trade yeah. so i wasn't too far off um but yeah that was a good time man so we hung out watched some football um tried some really good pours where does he get those like do you know does he have a dude or yeah what get like get the the like the white label the super rare yeah the super oh, rare I mean, stuff he, he got those back when you know the, the second market wasn't as bad okay right he probably picked them up maybe for a grand or something uh maybe two grand at the time i don't know what i'd have to ask him what he paid for him but you know he got in he was he was early i mean he was one of the first friends i made when i like got on the boards i guess around 2014 ish maybe um and he already had an established reputation at that time um funny thing i the one thing that i had um, that he bought from me, um, I put up because I didn't know the value. I had an original first production run Buffalo Trace bottle that was given to all the staff of the governor's office at the time, um, and had you know heads different like each one of them were numbered and stuff like that. So he bought that for me. That's actually how I met him, and we just stayed in contact. You know, because started using him as a reference since he was my first deal. But yeah, he's got some really, really nice stuff. And the great thing about it, like, you know, some of them are open, right? I mean, so many of them are open and yeah. just willing to to host you. And, you know, not to mention all, like, the Mictor's 20s and the B-Tech stuff. That when We didn't even touch any of that stuff. We just touched some, you know, some different stuff. But if you ever get a chance, you know, you should definitely take anybody up that, that has got a decanted chest piece and have you an ounce or two. And it's really fantastic. Nice and Oni's a good dude. He's a real good dude. I mean, Very you know, he, he's been I'll on here. That. He's been on here twice, and he's just he's a repeat offender. He is super nice guy. His wife's super nice. He's a repeat offender. So I'm glad they finally managed to move into their house down there in Richmond. So, um, Chad, are you doing? Are you are you going on any picks or anything soon? Yeah. So this is not like you know this this wasn't my doing, but there was a small group of us who got together each year. Buffalo Trace, at one one day per year, they do this consumer barrel program. And um, another story that we'll talk about afterwards here, I won't get into details here, but um, so there was a group chat of like, I think five of us, five or six of us. And it's basically, you know, you get online, they start, it starts at noon, and you try to pick out, like, you know, they offer up, you know, um, they offer up well or full proof, a Blanton's pick. You know, they, they've got like, I don't know if it's 10 to 20, it's got to be at least 25. They offer like 25 barrels to consumers, but you have to run them through a liquor store, right? Mm. Or a package license. Um, so there's literally, I think, some of the screenshots I saw where people were trying to do it. They were in the queue. They were number 13,000, number 12,000. One of the guys in our group chat got fourth. Uh, wow. So we're getting to do 
Yeah, so we're, we are picking uh, one of the very first um, on January very 6th, cool. uh, George T. Stagg Jr. Um, pick. And then the other guy in our chat, I think he was 23, and he ended up getting um, a um, 1792 foolproof because that's also part of Sazerac as well, the, the uh, Barton line is. Nice. Well, I've done that pick before, so I'm not going on that one. That's, that's, you know, those, that was a fun pick. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited about this uh, stag juice. So, is that going to go through Banners and/or Central Liquor? One of them's going to go through Central, and the other's going to go through Banners. Okay. Kind of share the love between uh, yeah. between our our people that usually you know pick get barrels for us. Yeah, definitely. Nice. All right. Well, look, we'll we'll have to talk more about that later on down the road after you do it. All right. So it is. Technically Christmas time. I guess Christmas is on Friday. I don't. I it's honestly, I don't. Actually, I don't even. Yeah, care. it's actually Christmas it's, time. I mean, I'm just just throwing that out there. I don't care at this point. Um, but a topic that Sean had had brought to, to our attention that I thought would be worth discussing um, on this show anyway, since it is Christmas time, and our house is so aptly decorated. Not because it's got bourbon and a plain flamingo. I admit it's, it that I'm it's a Christmas com- ornament right behind you. I am completely. Yeah. Completely lazy, and I don't care. Um, Tell us more, Scrooge. So, anyway, <laughs> the question was posed by Sean. Do you all still make Christmas lists in terms of, like, what you want? So people are like, oh, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? And, like, so, John, I don't have children. Rob doesn't have children. Sean technically does have children and grandchildren so he's in a little bit different situation and chad has one child um who is who is 16 years old again shout out to Marin for being a designated driver <laughs> really appreciate that Super Marin. but do you all as adults do you still make a christmas list and sean i'm just gonna throw this one to you first since it was your question um actually i do because mama l still likes buying me stuff and as an only child, it's to be kind of expected. So every year she asks me what I want. And I, I usually pick some innocuous stuff, you know. Yeah. I've got some coffee table books of like AR-15s and 1911s and stuff that I could have very well bought myself. But she wanted to buy them, so I do that. So that's the kind of stuff that ends up going on a list. Now, this year's a little different because I thought about, and I've also asked for like, you know, rifle scopes and that kind of stuff. Stuff that, again, I can buy, but she wants me to buy me something. So, but this year with the COVIDs, it was kind of hard to come up with a list. So I didn't turn one in. So hopefully she'll just cut me a check. <laughs> and I will so, be happy. So this year's the big experiment to find out if what happens. Is there a default built into the system? You've never well, tested this before? a couple of years before, I, I gave her a list of only like one or two things. And so there was a hefty check. So Oh, see? Oh, yeah. I like this. you gotta, you got to put feelers out to figure out what's the default. Because you couldn't get burned in this game. That's true. Uh, I'm going to laugh if she gets your ass some Soul Glow. <laughs> I wish I had enough hair for Soul Glow. <laughs> she wouldn't do that. So that's yeah. the thing. And the reason I brought it up is because... Um, one, as we all five are, I'm working. I can buy whatever I want. So people ask me this, and I've found it over the years just easier to give them a few things. So so I won't have to. I'm grateful for whatever I get, but I, I don't have to fake it. Yeah. No, you that know, makes sense. And I don't want hurt nobody's feelings. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because you know, I with the roommate, I've been known to like, hey, I've already got that book, send it back. I've already got that, send it back. Just because I buy stuff, so I've had to stop. You know, I stopped buying around the first of November just to get people equal opportunity. That's so fair. that's what's been all, right. all right. So Rob, uh, Christmas list. I know you have opinions on this. I don't. I don't have a Christmas list. Although at this point, it might be a good idea to start doing that because a couple yes, of things that, uh, that that my wife bought. Uh, I picked up over the weekend, <laughs> and, and now she's staring at me as if in disapproval. <laughs> but, you know, really, Sean mentioned this. Um, for me, I'm an adult. I work. Um, I buy the things that I want. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't really, you know, gifts are fine. Um, but like, unlike Sean, I can't fake it if you give me something and I'm like, oh, Okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so I'm really bad at what, that. What was that in the back? I, I, what was that in the back? I thought I heard I, Kelly. I, yeah, you might have. I, oh. I can't. <laughs> this isn't her show. <laughs> Rob dies tonight. <laughs> That's why we should have done this at your house. But no, you know, I mean, again, Christmas to me is it's it's a, it's a holiday for the children, um, you know. And and once you become an adult and you make you know money on your own. It, to me, it's just I'll buy what I want. There's nothing that I don't necessarily want that's at least attainable that I just won't go out and buy. So Christmas is interesting in that respect. I I agree with that. Chad, opinions? Yeah, I'm on the same 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 page as these two guys. Uh, but Jen and I like you know mix it up a little bit. Like you know we'll get things that we need or want, and she'll still wrap them up or whatever. You know, like to yeah. celebrate the tradition. But yeah. but we haven't done that. Like it's, these guys are correct, but. You know, uh, only once in like the past five, six years have they got me something that I hadn't didn't ask for that wasn't taken back, and that was an instant pot, instant pot or instant pot, whatever oh, they call them. Yeah, yeah, and that you know, and I was like, okay, I legitimately wanted that. Like, yeah. and they talked about getting me a sous vide. I would use something like that, but generally, it's like if I want it, I'll go ahead and get it throughout the year. And like Christmas is is more for my kid and our family, like smaller kids in the family. Yeah, it's fun to get together with the family and hang out, but. You know the list thing. God, I haven't done that since you know I used to have to wait for the J.C. Penny yes. to show up. And, yes. And your mom would tell you like find out something that you want. Yep. Out of there. And we'd circle and we'd you circle. All, yeah. Right. We circle yeah. all kinds of stuff and we couldn't afford half the stuff that was in there, but it was always fun to to dream, <laughs> to dream that Santa right. would actually bring you yeah. something. Well, I right. Have to be bougie because for me it was a Sears catalog. That was the one I got. Uh, we, we, we got them all. Sure. We got them all. Well, I tell we, you what. We didn't even get catalogs. My first guitar, Terry. <laughs> Was actually from uh, J.C. Penny catalog. It was a Harmony guitar. Nice. It was a little electric guitar and amp, and it was like the action on it was like this. It like a, an inch and a half of <laughs> like, the fretboard. It's like next to impossible That's to play. The, you know, the only thing I remember about the the Sears catalog was they had different Star Wars play sets than yeah. what other stores had, and that's where you could get uh, the the blue snaggletooth was yeah. in their cantina set. All right. <laughs> I think my first Star Wars set, Rob, was a set of Core four of Vader, uh, Luke, Leia, and R2. You got the box, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think it was from Finger Hut or someplace like that, okay. some other mail order place. Yeah. I was like totally stoked to get yeah, that. We, I bet that's worth it. I'll, I'll tell you about my Blue Snaggletooth story offline. I think, <laughs> I think the last, I think one of the last Star Wars toys that I got for Christmas was the Ewok Village. That had the, the little, device. that had the net yeah, and, and the, the little, net, yeah, and the, the boulder yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That's still in my mom's basement somewhere. Well, I can tell you right now, John and I, I've, I gave up. I gave up trying to get him anything for Christmas. It was totally useless. Um, first of all, he just, 
he doesn't know what he wants. He won't tell you what he wants. And so it's just like, then forget it. I refuse to buy him clothes. Absolutely refuse to buy him clothes. Um, and, you know, I, and again, we're kind of on the same, in the same boat with this, too, is we just buy stuff that we want. Like this Pac-Man machine. I wanted it, yeah. so I bought it. Right. That makes sense. I mean, you know, that would be something that you get for Christmas or yeah, yeah, it's there. I'm, 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 I'm buying it. Yeah, but like in, in that sense, you know, like if you're walking through something and it's not Christmas and you saw something you thought John might like, you probably pick it up. Or I'd probably no, be like, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't. Oh, I, 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 honestly, I. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't. I refuse to buy him things. I really, honestly do. And we share the same Amazon Amazon account. So if I purchase something, he's like, "Oh, did you buy? Did you buy this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I bought it." But, but you can you can go to other stores, Carrie. They, they have them. But then I'll <laughs> ask, "What did you buy at this place?" When I see it on the bank, right? Because he is very, very di- digilent with the finances. Because I'm. I do that with I'm terrified of being hacked. You get stuff from, they use different like merchant names. Right. So I'll, be, I'll ask like, you know, what did you get at five star diamond? And I'm like, she was like, Oh, that's a shirt I ordered from an Etsy shop. And I'm like, right. Okay, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like John, I don't know like if these weird charges, if they're real or not. So I got to ask. Right. Yeah. If I want another guitar, I'll buy another guitar. If I want another amp, I'll buy another amp. If I want more podcast stuff, I'll buy more podcast stuff. That's just <laughs> John's money. And I, t- I tell you what too, I tell you before we get off this topic, Somebody's a big talker before I am, before we get off this topic, I bless my mother. She finally, 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 and I know she listens to this show. Thank you, Mom, for just giving me a check and a bunch of scratchers. That's all I want. Dude, the check, that cash, that cash is the best Christmas gift ever. The check, I don't, going to my pocket. I, I hate, I hate, hate, hate. The one thing I hate is for people to give me something that's like trinkety or whatever just because they feel like they have to give me something. Then just yes. don't give me nothing at all. I'd rather have nothing than like some junk because you thought you had to give me something. So or in the, yeah. go ahead, Sean. Or in the pre COVID times, you know, invite me out for a couple of beers or something. We catch yeah. up and just hang out for a couple hours. Yeah. That's more yeah. than anything. And I think like Chad said it, I mean, at, at a certain point, it's more about just being around people and, and enjoying yeah. that. That's why, I mean, again, I like Thanksgiving a lot more than I like Christmas. Yeah. That, that to me is the thing is I would rather do experiences, whether it's, at this point, yes. like, because I mean, in general, I don't make lists. I will, I don't even think, I don't think my mom even asks anymore. Like she'll buy like tailgate stuff. Cause she knows that we tailgate or she'll buy things mm. like if there's like a UK something, she'll buy something like that. But in general, like she doesn't really do that anymore because it's, there's so many different things and it's, I would rather do experiences. I'd rather do, let's go out to dinner. Let's go out. Let's schedule a time to have dinner on a different day or that kind of thing. I'd rather do that. I'd rather go somewhere and have a dinner with somebody, whether it's, I mean, whether it's high end or regular end or whatever, I'd rather go and spend time with somebody than I would worry about the exchange of a $25 cash equivalent that Mm -hmm. neither of us really wants. And now I have to wait and figure out, okay, now I have to donate this to Goodwill in like six months when it's tax time, (laughs) or it's just going to sit in my house for an hour. Well, and of course, go ahead, Chad. Or who was somebody talking? It was me. Oh, John's love language is is quality time. And don't ask me why I know about love languages. It's some crap at work, but we'll talk (laughs) off air about that. Well, I can tell you too, John's got, John has the, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Unfortunate, uh, unfortunateness. 
of having a birthday the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you know, then you that's through every yeah. year. Yeah. See, see, my birthday's after Valentine's Day, and mm. yeah, that encompasses the the all the oh, here's a Christmas and birthday combined gift. No, yeah. No. I don't accept. Mm-hmm. It. It's your favorite. We've, we've talked about that before. So you're talking about having dinner with people, and and yeah, I'm I'm always up for for that. You know, getting drinks and and whatnot. Um, but and also, I guess too, you know, that kind of plays into food traditions in terms of Christmas. Do any of y'all have a food tradition for Christmas? I know we talked about on Thanksgiving, but anything that y'all just have to have or make or Chad. It's not that it's not that I have to have it, but my mom it started when we were really young. She makes a lasagna every Christmas, which is, I know it's, that's super, like, non-traditional, but we seem to have stuck with it over the years. No, I've heard of people doing that, so that's not non-traditional. Huh. Yeah, I've heard of that. Really? Yeah, yeah so the Christmas kind dinner of strange. Is, yeah, yeah. The Christmas dinner is lasagna. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh. Well, like Christmas night? Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. 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 Cause, so I have heard people doing that. Do you have, like, a Christmas Eve dinner? Or do you go somewhere for Christmas? No, I'm Eve? sorry, I've said it backwards. No, my mom's ha- tradition. We've always celebrated my mom's Christmas Eve has been lasagna. Oh, okay. Christmas Day has Christmas Day has always been just you know we come from a large you know yeah. divorced family like so Christmas Day is just whatever. It's yeah. like generally multiple stops. But I have heard that lasagna thing though. It's, Either it's Christmas Day or yeah. Well, it's similar to the thing of like pizza before the night before Thanksgiving. Like you do a lasagna because you can make it, you can prepare it, you can set it in the freezer, or you can refrigerate, refrigerate it, it, and, and then you stick can, it in the oven. Yeah, all you got to do is like bake it, and you're done. Um, I've heard of a lot of people doing that because they're they're doing the last minute preparations and people are coming in and you're wrapping gifts and all that crap. Same thing as people do with pizza on Thanksgiving the night right. before Thanksgiving because yeah. they're like, I ain't cooking nothing tonight because I got to stand there all day tomorrow. Right. Yeah. So, Sean, any any Christmas and or Christmas Eve tr- food traditions? There's one I avoid. My mother makes pecan cake, which is, is like fruit cake. Yeah, it's like fruit cake. And it weighs a ton, and I never like. And it's got the candied fruit in it. Oh, I eat that. It I love like fruit cake. cake. But it, but you can't eat because you're nut allergy. But it's pecan and not fruit cake. <laughs> Sorry. And so, it's dry. The only thing I liked it is my dad would soak it in bourbon. That, see what's wrong with this? <laughs> so, I got to the stage. I'm like, can I just drink the bourbon, even if it is Jim well, Bean or whatever? Just let me drink it. Yeah. So I try to avoid that, and. Um, we used to have a tradition on Christmas Eve when restaurants were open. You guys remember when restaurants were open on Christmas Eve? Oh yeah, yeah. We we would go to play someplace like um, Oh Charlie's or Applebee's or somewhere yep. just because you didn't want to cook. And so I did that early when um, in in the marriage life we would do that because my uh, daughter would be singing Christmas Eve service. So we would go to service and then we'd go to Applebee's or Oh Charlie's and then all of a sudden. Restaurants stopped being open on Christmas Eve. And so then we had to punt and find something else to do. So usually you need sandwiches or something like that. All right. All right. Rob, any? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> yeah. I, I personally can't point to any pinpoint to any like, well, I guess breakfast, like coffee cake type of breakfast every on Christmas Day was you would wake up and mom would, you know, make the coffee cake or cinnamon rolls or something while we opened presents before we went to the, the Grandma Russ big Christmas dinner lunch type of thing. So I guess that kind of is tradition. John, any anything? In- no, well, I mean, when I was a kid, we'd always go to my grandmother's for Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day we would have lunch 
at one of the other any somebody food else's items house, that though that you absolutely had specific to have? food item. No, I, frankly, I like the crappy cheese, the fruit cake that's like chopped up in a box. I think it's good. Um, this was before it had before it had bourbon in it. Um, I like them better, obviously, with the bourbon. But it uh, food things. Mm, a good cheese ball was always around. Uh, yeah. I see. I, I don't know about that. I'm not. A, I've never ball. been a fan of a cheese ball. See, I'm, I could go either way if it's a really good cheese ball. But there you go. Everybody's eating off the cheese ball. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, I'm, John, not, I'm surprised, given your proclivity toward avoiding like mass food, that you would even go down that path. I didn't say I <laughs> ate it. I said there was always <laughs> one there. Okay. <laughs> if you got well, there early, you had a chance. If you got I, that no, version no. crack at the. At the virgin crack of the yes. House. Well, and first of all, you use you have to use the little the little um, knife thing. It's a little right. knife, but Spatula. it's sort of like a spade. Cheese knife. Yes, yeah. it's like a spade cheese shaped cheese thing. knife. It's yeah. Cheese yeah. knife. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's one of those things you got to get that early. You uncultured swine. And you got to get it it's cold. <laughs> you got to get it cold. But let me tell you, after it's been out three or four hours, no, I ain't touching it. Yeah. Now that again, there's just something wrong with that. But uh, for some reason, my mother liked to have cheese balls and everything. And, you know, again, it's fine. It just wasn't one of my things. Now, growing up, like our family on Christmas Day, I'm just sort of coming back to me now, we did sausage balls a lot. Like kind of yeah. had a bunch of like, yeah. Those are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good and now they sell, them in, they sell them in the bags. Like you can get Tennessee yep. Pride, like yeah. made. You just bake them and warm them back up. Oh, my God, they're good. Yeah. I can I crush mean, like a bag of them. About the only tradition we had was bourbon and coke. All right, fair enough. I, I can live with that. So where I was going with all of this is I, I saw an article and I had no idea, no idea this even existed. But I guess in Wisconsin, there's a tradition during Christmas, during the Christmas season, where you get some raw meat. Uh, I think hamburger is the preference. And you take two slices of bread and you put the raw meat in between the bread. You put some onions on it and you eat it. And apparently, for some reason, after all that's going on, yeah. all that's going on this year, right, with with COVIDs and, and everything else, the CDC has apparently lost their minds over the fact that people in Wisconsin eat this what is what that what is dubbed a cannibal sandwich. Now, I personally love a good steak tartare. Um, yes. Obviously, in order to prepare like a steak tartare, the meat has to be of quality. You can't just be going out, you know, buying meat out of the back of a, a, a trunk or something and making tartare <laughs> out of it. You know, you're probably well. going to get sick. But the CDC is like screaming at people in Wisconsin not to do this tradition because you're going to get sick. If they've been doing this for a long time, and I don't know if this is like a 80-20 blend or a 90-10, whatever it is, but if they've been doing this for god knows how long then they're fine and what the hell does it really matter cdc get the hell out of my bedroom or kitchen i got hey, questions hey. there i do too sir <laughs> put kelly on the phone <laughs> sean what do you got for this story uh I, I think it's government overreach but it's another show but anyway the whole thing with eating raw ground stuff it's like you said it's got to be quality meat to start with and the apparatus has got to be clean. I love a great star tar- uh, steak tartare, and I love it better when they crack that damn egg oh, right yeah. in the middle of mm. it. Mm-mm-mm. I yes. will eat that all day long with the capers and yep. the pickled onions. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, you preach. Yes, I'm nauseous on that. But usually that's like, you know, at the, at the minimum, that's a sirloin. But usually they're doing something better than that. So 
for instance, I get my meat at uh, my burgers cooked at um oh at the oh, what's that Linus and Shamrocks. I used to get them done uh, medium rare because I know they mm-hmm. grind that meat every day, mm-hmm. and it's usually ground sirloin, so it's safe. Right. So that's how I feel about that. Yeah, and and you know I'm not getting a steak tartare at Applebee's. I'm sorry, you know. If I'm, no, that if, on Christmas Eve, that on Christmas I'm, Day. I'm, I'm, I don't think that, that that crowd's doing steak. You know, tartare. if I'm getting steak tartare, it's going to be at Tony's or something. I'm not buying it at Applebee's on the day it opens. Well, that's that's like, a good point. Day one of business, that ain't happening. Chad, what do you what do you got? What do you got for this story? You know, I, I you know I too, I too agree with Rob and Sean about it. You know, it's it's government overreach. I mean, if you know, unless people are dying by the millions from this, I mean, sure, I think it's their due diligence that they have to say, hey guys, we have guidelines about food and safe food handling. You know, just like they have on every packaging that you get about consuming meat. So like, but if that's how you want to go out eating a cannibal sandwich, and you do you, boo. Yeah. No, and and you know, it it sounds disgusting. It's not something that I would yeah, it doesn't eat. sound like anything like I'd eat. Yeah, but yet again, I, I just, you know, and, and and not that the CDC can stop you from doing anything that you want to do, but at some point, and again, as Sean said, it's another show, you know, we as adults can make our own decisions. It's like not having a Christmas list. The CDC doesn't have to help me. I'm going to go, whew, raw hamburger and onions, I'm going to pass. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, if, if it's something that you grew up with and it was a tradition in your house and you'd be like, well, yeah, we eat that all the time. I grew up with lots of bad things and I, I put them. <laughs> well, fair enough. Uh, if, they start, if they start combining this with risky behavior, like, you know, yeah, snorting I mean, Tide Pods or whatever the hell they were doing, right? <laughs> that, that might be taking it too far, but it doesn't bother me. Eat your raw meat, fam. That's yeah, what I mean, do your thing, but I mean, I'm not going to. And, and if it's a tradition, knock yourself out. But it didn't make it down here. <laughs> no, it did not. So, Rob, you're saying that you do not eat tartare. Uh, I know. I mean, and again, I like medium rare. Um, I don't, that's just not my thing. Um, I find that I, very surprising in the circles in which you run. Yeah. Bougie, man. Bougie, <laughs> bougie, bougie. I, I have friends that do. And, I and, thought you might. And, and they get it by the plate load, and that's cool. And like Sean said, they crack an egg over it, and I'm just like, hmm. And they're like, you want something? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and have something else. <laughs> Shocking. It's not for everyone. Chad, are you on the tartar train or no? I've never had it. Really? Never had it. Really? Never had it. I'm surprised with that. Never? It's delicious. But you're it right. Is. It's it, Sean describes it. it. It's there's a fine there's a fine sort of ratio of mince to capers to onions. And I do not like raw onions, but in this it's damn good. Oh. And you get the richness of the egg on a, a nice crostini. It's amazing. I'm sure. This this might surprise you guys. I've had up to this place like this might be weirder than Rob's. Pickle thing up to this point, whatever date it was, it the twentieth of December mm-hmm. this year. I've had half, one half of a steak this year. Half wow, of a pork. you're the problem. It wasn't Rob, but it's. Oh, I mean, I think it's hey. amazing, but I just I don't really ever crave a steak. Mm-hmm. I would like to point out the fact that a week that. after I had the pickle, the COVID vaccine was released. Yes, it did. <laughs> just saying. Told you. Just saying. <laughs> Bravo. Thank you, America. Thank now, you, America. Okay, so now now can you eat another pickle and fix this this mess of a college football playoff bullshit? I'll say it. It's 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 bullshit, and we're gonna talk about it right now. Actually, that's my transition. I right, just shut up, let John have at it. That's that is my transition. Okay, so I knew I've been screaming for months that the teams that were picked 
to be for Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame were going to be it. They were never going to change. They didn't. Um, and this is this is all my opinion on it. I'm, I'm going to go in more depth tomorrow uh, on GBS. But uh, UC got hosed out of the number six. And frankly, the Magical Money Chickens should have got a better bowl than the Cure Bowl. Yes, they, they should have against no, they, yeah, a, a, against right. Liberty, who that who they were supposed to play, but that game ended up getting canceled by COVID. I'm sorry. Are you serious? Yeah, the Magical Money Chickens are now in Coastal Carolina are in the Cure Bowl playing Liberty. They got screwed. Yeah, they they oh, should yeah, have they had a homes. better. They should have had a better bowl. And Iowa State. A three-loss team jumped them, like, severely. And I don't think that that was right either. Um, I just, I think the whole thing's a mess. Iowa State jumped the Magical Money Chickens. Oh, Iowa State, a three-loss team jumped. Jumped, yeah. yeah. I think think the whole thing's a mess. I, I said, when everybody was screaming about the BCS and said, oh, we need a committee, I said, committee is not going to be any better than a computer. And it has proven me right. That's all I'm going to say. So, opinions, Chad, you, you, yes, sir. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. You know, we've all talked about this, like these four teams. I was just hoping for once that I would be pleasantly surprised that they would take, they would look and say, well, look at the drubbing that Clemson put on mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Does that factor in? Mm-hmm. Well, look at the fact that Ohio State, they had to, like, you know, cram them in as a five win team, a five game team to play their own competitive. Then, you know, then, then they talked with, I, I know you hate Brian Kelly, uh, Kerry, but he said something today that resonated with me. He was like, you guys aren't seeing this from where the coaches are. He's like, every game that we play matters. He's like, and the more that we play, he said, I think that means – it was a direct shot at, you know, at um, at Ohio State. Ohio State. He's basically – he's, like, he's like, things can change. You hit the seventh game. He's like, you might not be the same team. The eighth game, it gets harder. You're playing more yeah. games. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, the fact that Oklahoma, uh, that Oklahoma came in at six was the most mind-boggling oh my God. thing to me. That's what I'm saying. Texas A&M, you know, you know, it was the wrong year to just have to play an all-SEC schedule and you've got that one loss against Alabama. But Ohio State, I mean, I'm sorry, but Oklahoma, a two-loss team who didn't, you know, who didn't crushingly defeat uh, Iowa State, sits at six in Cincinnati, you know, I, you know, I, I agree with some of the, the feedback now. Like, should these other these uh, the group of five should they start their own thing because they're not getting any love at all? It's it's right. It was no better in the BCS. Free, it's no bro, better free. by this committee thing. The committee's responses, the things that they said when they were asked about them, they seemed flimsy to me. It seemed like they, you know, the, the, the fact. I think that um, what's his face um, asked him. A, he asked the head of the committee this year. He said, "Was there any dissension among the ranks about like you know things about Ohio State getting in or?" And he was like, oh, no, you can't tell me that a group of, you know, 25 people, there's not going to be some dissension about a decision of four, unless it's all, unless, we're, you know, the jig is up and it's all about the money and we're, you're, you were going to get these four from day one yeah. anyway, right? And as it, soon as they announced that the Big Ten was going to have a conference, well, you know, they'll be in there with Clemson and, yeah. If I may, Chad, you're right about that. If there was no dissension among 25 people, you have the wrong 25 people. Exactly. Yes. It, and so, I, I, you know, I guess it comes down to this. As a football consumer, I'm glad we had the season and I'm glad the games got played. But also as a football consumer, I'm tired of these roughly same three or four teams every year, right? I mean, expand it. Give me, give me a chance yes. for the magical money chickens and a, and a Cincinnati team that looked good. You know, so, so who gives a shit if their strength of schedule was, like, worse than some of the other? 
they might be able to play their way in or at least make it exciting. I agree, Rob. I'm going to get to you in just a second. But, yeah, Chad, I, I feel like that they had the chance to expand it this year and just totally dropped yeah. the ball. Yeah, totally they dropped they the ball. Even, they could have even said, hey, we're only doing this because it's COVID. No, uh, yeah, well, it's, it's, and, and I, I want to, I really want to agree with what you're saying there, Carrie. But then you would have the people saying that, oh, God, now we're going to expand it. Not that they're not going to play in other bowls, but now we're going to expand it because of this, and, and more kids are going to get exposed to being in the same geographic area. No, I, and, 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 you know, I would love to see it expanded to eight because, as Chad's talking about, we all know it's, it's going to be Clemson and Bama for the, a, a pretty good chance of that, again, anyway, for part four. And Ohio um, State again. No, but, but, no, yeah, but, but in the in the championship game is what I'm what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, my thing is I just watched Clemson handle Notre Dame with sunshine. Now yes. they won the regular season, and then I and then I hear about how great Notre Dame's schedule is, and the other top ten team they played was UNC at fifteen. Now, A and M beat Florida and LSU, LSU smoked Florida. I mean, crushed them, and A and M didn't even get into the conversation. That that just kind of weak to me. And again, you, you can have an SEC bias, but I'm not buying Notre Dame. I'm buying Notre Dame as ESPN is going to talk the hell out of that, and the, the mics and mics are going to get on there, and they're going to be like, <laughs> Dame. And, and that's what this is about. And and if you think it's anything different, that's cool. I will say this: I don't I don't think the Notre Dame. Alabama game is a foregone conclusion. Mm. Alabama's looked more like a Alabama's looked more like a Big Twelve like Texas Raiders team at times this year. Notre Dame's defense can be legit at times. As, you know, I hate to say it. You all know how much I hate them. I just don't think it's I don't think it's the cream puff show that everybody thinks it's gonna be. I think it will be. I think it will be too. I think Notre I, I, do too. I, I think, think I think Bama Bama See, hangs sixty Chad, plus on them. I think Chad makes a good point there. He because does. it's there's no what I saw last night. And I have seen a couple of times that defense at Alabama has got to get better. There was a point oh, last yeah. night in that game oh. where Saban was over there. That whoever the oh, yeah. DC is now, oh, I don't he know because they're all masked. He's all like hunched over, like trying to be serious. And Saban got down and looked in his face, and he's like, it was clearly like, "What in the hell are you doing?" But it doesn't matter because they can put up points on points on points on points on points. That's, and that's fine, and you can you can rely on that until the day that you can't rely on that. That's fair. If somebody stops but, you one time. In the wrong third okay. quarter, like last night, when they stopped them in the third quarter, and yes. Florida had a good quarter, it a fourteen point game because of shitty clock management by Dan Mullen, who is an absolute turd, <laughs> turns into <laughs> turns into a situation wow. where wow. a two point conversion yeah. puts you up by six with the last in the last seconds of the game. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know. And again, I hope Notre Dame gets waxed just simply because I know Notre Dame. I don't. I don't hate Notre Dame to, to to Chad's effect. I just hate the fact that every time they get in, they're like people just talk them up because they have such a fan base. So come in, get the crap beat out of you, and let's move on. Stop putting them in if they don't play anybody. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they did that. What is it, in 2012, 2013? Yeah, and they got when, like, Destroyed. But I don't. I don't. I don't see that happening this time. All right. That's, and I think the difference is, and I'm sorry I'm shutting people out here, the difference is they were forced to play a conference schedule. 
Now, was it a conference schedule that propped up the, the strong because we had to have the cash? Yes, it was. It protected them to the, down to the final game of the season, which was canceled, yeah. so they'd had another week off, so they could all rest up and get holy. They had to do this. They had to find a way. They were. They are now. They've now become one of the blessed few in these conferences that are the golden, the golden oh, well, goose that you have to protect all the way but, to the end because we have to have a chance to do this. But Chad said it's the same four teams every year. It's it's Bama. It's Ohio State. You know who's going to get in? It's Clemson right now, and, and and then it's a it's another blue blood school. You know, I I, I would like. You know, I go back to the Boise of old, but you know. Uh, throw in one of these other schools. Let's see how they're going to do. I mean, Notre Dame's not going to be more sacrificial to me than the Magic Money Chickens. I mean, that's, that, that's what I'm talking about. What the hell? I mean, somebody's going to get yeah. their ass handed to them. Why not and give those kids would play? Oh yeah, like crazy. Oh, yeah. Give, give somebody else a chance. So, Sean, any opinions on this? Haven't heard from you. Uh, they should have expanded it. And then when I saw the teams, I said, "This is bullshit." Clemson. I'm sorry, Rob. It is. We, all, we all said it. Because Clemson. I said it. Clemson hand. I mean, they whooped that green and gold ass up and down that field all night long, and they shouldn't be thinking about being in that damn Final Four. I'm exactly, sorry, especially at this stage of the game. I mean, at the last week, you know, it, you're you're. Oh, I, I get yeah. It, I just I get so pissed about this, and I guess I'm ultimately mad at myself because I keep, you know, I feel you like, keep like Charlie in. Brown kicking that fucking yep, yeah. Yep. I keep saying one time these son of a bitches are going to get it right no. and put it like you know like hey say Notre Dame played themselves out and Texas A and M should have gotten in or something like that right anybody yeah no and, and and again that's the thing make it more entertaining in that sense but again I I don't feel that it's about entertainment I feel that it's about eyeballs and gambling and and no, it's about and, dollars you right. and revenue and and I get that but at the same time you know every once in a while throw us a freaking bone. Thank you. Well, and now you're you're really getting screwed because these a lot of these lesser roles are getting canceled because teams are opting out. I mean, a lot of the ACC teams have opted out. Um, even because everybody was supposed to get a bowl this year, you could have had two wins and you were going to get some bull crap. You know, December twenty sixth yeah, bowl or whatever. Bowl everybody yeah. was bowl in, eligible. In um, fairness to that. You probably you got to pay the, the the all of the money that goes with that as far as travel and all the things that go with it and no uh-uh, you know you're gonna make more money but I you know you got teams like Virginia Virg- I, I I get that for like a lower a lower but you got teams like Virginia Tech opting out Nebraska I am so sorry I I kind of feel bad for you because you took the brunt of the Big Ten's. Yes. Bull, bull crap <laughs> um honestly because you wanted to play and now you're opting out of a bowl game they're not going to play in a bowl game um who else has opted out boise state everybody has opted it, out I mean, nebraska I, I get nebraska i supported them i don't know what's going on but i think it i think it's a weak look if you opt out after you fought to try to play your season it's if it's that, disappointing to me if, now there's some that people many, that said we've got a COVID issues and it's going to explode the next week Maybe that's true, but I, Penn State opted out. I didn't know See, they played this year. Yeah, I, I, wow, I'm going to be I hate James I, Franklin. There has to be an economic disincentive, a disincentive to do that. 
they're not making the money that they would have made previously. I'm guessing. Well, in no. we, yeah. it's, I don't it's think possible. But we talked about this too. And normally, you would have in a regular season. You know, the season would have ended with the championship games at the end of November, beginning of December, and you would have had 15 practices before yeah. your bowl game, even a low, yeah. even a lower tier bowl. Well, now you're only getting like five because. And your fan base can't travel, so the cities aren't going to make the money they were going to make off of it. I, again, there, there's just to me there's, there's an, an underlying reason. It's not it's not because they want to protect the the the, the safety of the, the the kids. To me, student athlete, it's student athlete, whatever employee. <clears throat> so so to me, there's a couple issues here. Number one, I, I don't think to Rob's point, I I could be wrong, but I don't think that's the case because the money is in the TV. The contracts are made. The TV wants to do this, and all that's where you get all your money. And everybody who participates in a bowl, you get your money, you get a premium for playing in the bowl, and then everybody else in the conference gets a piece of the pie of the money yeah. that goes into the slush fund, basically. I know this mm-hmm. is a team that a lot of times got the uh, runovers from somebody else doing well. And yeah, a, lot no, of the, a lot of the Bammers told me about it every damn year. Um, so... I, Maybe there's something else going on. Maybe they decide the hassle's not worth it. I don't think it's money that causes them not to play. Um, but, but I don't know. I know some of these teams clearly, in my opinion, have taken the road that I'm going to take my ball and go home because this didn't work out like I wanted it to. James Franklin is the worst person on God's earth. He is the absolute Satan. And he is one of those dudes. He's like, uh, I'm three and five. I'm trying to keep my job. And I don't want to go out there and get my ass whipped again. Sean. Well, John, I, I agree with part of that, but I think a bigger part of it is money. When you look at my place of work that is down $35 million from the budget this mm-hmm. year, the athletics budget. Now, of course, that's from lack of ticket sales, but when you think about it, that was the money it was paying for travel. Now, if you go to one yeah. of these other places that doesn't have that kind of padding in it, they might say, you know, this is not worth our time. And let's look at health insurance costs. And let's look at all the COVID testing. And let's look at we've got a quarantine. I'm going to guess it's, million, it's easy a million dollars to send a team to a, a top top flight bowl. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. And yeah. the, the bowl experience is going to be different this year anyway because there's not going to be any of these, these shopping sprees. There's none of that exactly. kind of stuff. There's no like – You're going to get a check. No, we, well, no Christmas we, list. You're going to get a check. Right? There's no so, – you still get the you still get the packages, but like they They're talked all about online. today, like Mac Brown talked about this, and he said we, we were, we're going to treat it like an away game. You're going to arrive the night before the game, right? You're going to walk through in the stadium. You're going to play the game. And you're going to come home. Yeah. It's is it the same? No, it's not. But it's but it's still it's the same thing as these road games. I don't think respectfully, Sean. I don't think that's the case because these yeah. people are running multi-billion-dollar conferences, and I think if you need a little scratch to get down the road <laughs> to make a game, somebody's going to find your cash. I, I don't. I wouldn't. It. I don't. It, the, you say, know. the the UK thing. I'm not going to get into this, but those sons of bitches sat there and asked to keep my money for no apparent reason, and then did not take a cut. Cal, Stoops, none of them took a cut. Now, they all blamed it on Barnhart, who said they don't have to because we've managed our money well. So you've told me about what a great job you did managing money, so nobody needs to take a cut. But you want my five extra dollars so that you can put in a slush fund for the student athletes who are suffering. That's going to be for an assistant coach at basketball that can coach. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Chad. 
Yeah, uh, Rob, you, uh, that's, you need to do trigger warnings on that. From yeah, <laughs> I can't even go down that rabbit hole. I'm like, so yeah. something else I do want to say about this football thing, and I'm sorry to jump in here, but one thing this was i was getting, not sorry sir no i'm not i was getting, getting wild up i was getting the big eye there a minute ago because i was looking to make sure that this was true because god knows i hate to spread falsehoods over these airwaves it has been confirmed that the independence bowl was canceled that was a bowl that army was going to they accepted the bid months ago a nine-win army team who won the who won the president commander in chief trophy. East Cup. Yep. Yeah. So the the bowl is canceled because today four bowls were canceled as people started pulling out of bowl games, yeah. saying we're not going to participate. So yeah. now army does not get to go to a bowl game because army, a nine-win team, doesn't have a conference tie-in like all the rest of these people do. This is one of the big problems we have here. It was said but earlier I, today, and I agree with it again. If you the, the group of five never had a chance back in July when these conferences said we're not going to do non-conference games. And they essentially confirmed that when the, the person who's the leader of the committee, the college football playoff committee, by the way, he's the director of athletics at Iowa, a Big Ten institution. Right. He sat there and he said, there's no dissension. There's no conversation. We looked at the totality of their work. We looked mm -hmm. at everything. And it mm -hmm. turns out that Cincinnati fell. Despite not playing a game, they fell once in the polls. Then they ended up winning their game. They fell again. <laughs> Oklahoma moves up. Ohio State is propped up. Because, again, Ohio State and the Big Ten come out and they say, we're going to postpone our season. Well, we've changed our mind. We're not going to play this year. Well, we've changed our mind. You gotta have so many we're gonna, wins. We're gonna have six wins. Well, we've changed our mind. We're yeah. gonna have to sit out twenty-one days. Well, we've changed our mind. Well, we've changed our mind. Now and, it's and imagine, days. imagine yeah. the case where your entire existence is an enormous sham, where you gin up the one team that has benefited from every rule. Every single rule has been changed, bent, and contorted to get one team to go cash a check because they are the golden goose. And Nebraska had the balls to call them out on it, and they got waxed. But, it, I mean, and they may do well. But the, the point of this is this whole thing has to be blown up. The, 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 the Power Five teams are always in control. The group of five lost any chance to play in this playoff back when the schedules were announced, when the non-conference schedules were announced. And that decision was made because you didn't want to play non-conference games and have to pay out contracts to people that you weren't going to play this year. We talked about that. It, it's one of those things where the whole thing is done. You have to you have to expand it. And this was the perfect case, as Kerry pointed out, because everybody does this now. Oh, COVID protocol. I can't bring this to your car. COVID protocol. I'm not going to pay for that. I'm going to steal it. COVID protocol. COVID protocol. Like, that's your answer to everything. Now. It's COVID protocol. We, this was your chance to go to, to six and make it the five champions and a plus one, or go to eight, even better, and you, you get an eight people, a true playoff, you had a chance. It will never change until we expand the playoff or somebody forces these, these group of five teams to say we're going to go outside the NCAA or we're going to say we're going to have our own championship. It, it sucks for those kids. They never had a chance. And 
honestly, they never saw it coming. They were lied to throughout every step of this process, saying, Coastal Carolina, you've got a chance. Cincinnati, you've got a chance. Let's go interview them. Let's send ESPN. Let's watch this game. Let's talk about their chances. So what are you going to do when you get in the playoff? These kids never had a chance, and they were as blindsided as that poor boy from Florida last night who got rocked. Did their own championship. That's how they claim champions. Chad. Chad. (laughs) Yeah, well, I had – John's right on every count. And it's like, you know, at some point in time, you know, you got to start saying that for has no clothes, right? Because that's the same people that we listen to, these pundits like the Herb Streets and the Reese Davis and all these guys that I love and I enjoy watching them all. Yeah. But they're full of shit, too. Because yeah. like to John, what John's saying, like, oh, they got a chance and the magical money chickens. No, they don't. They knew the jig was up months and months ago, too, right? They, they went down there to a there. ball game and talked about it, and they knew they didn't yeah. have a chance. They're, and, they're, yeah, they knew, they knew it was never going to happen. They know the politics of that stuff. They've Most of those people are industry insiders. They've played. They've either come through the system and played at the college level. You know, it, they're all, like, guilty. But beyond that, it's, I know it's 2020 and things are weird. But if there is a true and just God that exists, I hope that, that Clemson beats the fucking brakes off of Ohio State and that we don't have to have this kind of conversation again. Thank you, sir. Great. Uh, one, it's a Travis Sham mockery. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> but, okay. The Money Magic Chickens, the the Knights, the the, the Bearcats, the, the, the Boise Stallions. I know that's not their name, but never going to play in this. Because what you said, this is all controlled by the, the, the group of 25 and the TV contracts. Nobody Nobody's going to buy into this, but... You're selling it because that's what creates the intrigue of college football. That's what it gets back to the old mythical national champions, you know. So they're selling the same story; they just repackaged it. Um, that and again, I just wanted to, you know, leaders create situations where a five-team team gets in and legends win the championship. John, it's, and that that is true. But the thing of it is that the whole the whole joke in all of this, the whole just kind of what did you say, Rob? Travesty, shambolicness, or whatever. It's a Travis, <laughs> Travis Shamockery. Yeah, Travis Shamockery is that down. when when they when they conceived of this this college football playoff committee to to replace the BCS. We were told straight to our faces. Oh, this is gonna give this is gonna give the group of five a chance. This is gonna give everybody a chance. That's what they said. That's what they said. And I laughed and laughed and laughed because I knew there was no way. Chad, go ahead. No, you're right. And but did you see the curveball that they that they did today? It's like you know, it's like no, it's not you. It's almost they use that exact same logic to say that that's why they didn't get in. Right. Because when we looked at them, you know, it's like you know, oh, of course, this is going to help them get in. But it didn't help them get that. Right? It's like no, that, that guy, them right out of the gate. That guy stood there, and when asked about Cincinnati, when asked how, how did Ohio State get in, they said, well, they're a conference champion, they're undefeated, and they had a top 25 win. Cincinnati had was a conference champion. They were undefeated. <laughs> At top twenty-five, win. and they—that's they the thing—is they—they they no, no, could not—they could not get to that that's point because nobody would play them. Because yeah, again, the the jig was up in July when everybody said we can't afford. It was the SEC who led again and said we can't afford to play non-conference games because we're going to have to play out these contracts. We're going to break. The and, SEC and the chose to thing, do yeah. it, and they're going to be on the hook for it. But but the, then then 
if it was in a just world or an interesting world, some of these commentators and some of these the, the, the sports media would call them out and say, hey, you said this back then. What happened? And continue to pound them every time instead of just going, oh, okay. I mean, but that's what it is. Because this is their No, they're not. Too. Yeah, yeah that would be like too. Sean. That would be like Sean starting to tweet how bad his institution that he worked for sucks. You're not. No, you're not gonna. You're not gonna shit where you eat. It, this is an incestuous relationship <laughs> right. of yeah, knowledge and power. And, and I know and that. These, no, I'm just... these poindexters who run this whole sham sit there and say, <laughs> like this this nerd sat there from Iowa and he's like, oh, I think Ohio State's pretty good. And I'm like, really, you fucking idiot? You have no clue what you're doing. You have led a group of people that you, again, the, the mark is what Chad said. If you put 25, hell, we put five people in a room virtual or real and we can't agree that means you have a good mix if you put 25 people in a room and you all watch the shambolic crap that we saw this year (laughs) and you think that somebody who has done everything but the kama sutra to get the buckeyes in this game you think that team you don't have any dissension in that room you got the wrong 25 people but, and it, but it's all it's all people who sit there and their their conversations are around je, uh, deli trays at lunch and bagels at, in the morning. They only enjoy going out of town. God knows what they do when they're there, and they simply sit there and they find ways to say, "Well, I'll support you next year for chairman if you'll support me this year because oh, yeah. I want to get in this committee." And you, it's all one big circle jerk all the way up to the guillotine, where you stand wow, there, you jerk. have one wow. conversation with Reese Davis, and you say, "Oh, I don't know anything about that." I can't stand them. Which, which you know, fundamentally is horseshit because on this committee, it's going to be comprised of some of the group of five people you would think, right? So, you know, like what. It's going to take somebody having a set of balls to finally say, you know, fuck this. I'm not campaigning, you know, to let to make the same say, hey, you know, throw a bone to our conference or, you know. I just, but it, if, if I'm uh, not mistaken, the rules in the college and I don't know about this, but I think the rules in the football playoff committee are the same as the basketball uh, selection show, which is if you talk about your team. You gotta leave. You have the room. to leave the room. Yeah. So, so then it's nothing. Uh, it's it's nothing but a bunch of Judases sitting around there. And I'm I'm serious. They're all sitting around there marking down their little Poindexter favors for next season. So that I want to be on TV. I want to be on TV. My wife doesn't think I'm actually here, so I need to be on TV this year. It it's, it's unbelievable. It's gonna be here. This is the difference between the two. The NCAA tournament, for all the NCAA's faults, gets it right because you can have a one and a sixteen, and there's an upset. the the football The football is only going to have ten or fifteen teams, regardless. No, one time I know, but you have a two fifteen all the time. The lower seed has a chance because you get to play a game. That's what I'm saying. Well, the the college football is only going to have about fifteen teams. That's it. That's the, the rest of your life, you're going to see 15 teams. I, I don't disagree with that, but I do think it's funny. You you took the computer out of it and replaced it with politics. That's exactly what you did. That's exactly yeah. what's happened. And, yeah, and you effectively made it worse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and to that point, Ohio State's probably a decent football team. We just haven't seen enough of them play. I, I didn't say they weren't. but what no, I, I, know, I know you didn't. I know. And, well, and, and but I would I will, have them in. Oh, but ahead. No, go ahead. I would take Ohio State over Notre Dame, who I just saw got beat by Clemson. I know that they're going to get beat See, by that, Clemson. That, that's the thing is, I think I honestly believe that if all the people out there who talk about the SEC bias, 
and how everybody values the SEC more than everyone else, I would direct your attention to today's four-hour ESPN show where for four hours they announced four teams and two games, and then they talked about them. The SEC was snubbed because we had, for the first time in our history, a a 10-game season. Yeah, A and M went to a position where A and M won eight, rattled off eight wins, seven or eight wins, seven or eight wins. They had eight wins, eight and one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they beat Florida, who was the runner-up, lost by six points to your vaunted Bama. Mm-hmm. We're in a position where their their strength of schedule was higher. Their overall, I don't know what this this control strength of, of game record was. Higher. Yeah, the, the strength yeah. of record. Yep. This this game control metric that now we've trotted out at ESPN because somebody <laughs> said that Ohio <laughs> State and Clemson that. had high numbers, so we've we've followed that all sure. year. It's a bunch of sure. crap. So like we've we've shown up and we've done this whole thing. So the SEC bias is not there. This was a situation where. On a cold night in October, I guess it was, with no sunshine and no starting lineup and like a bunch of people down on COVID, Dabo takes them kids up there and they face the domers and they were lost in overtime. That one night sealed this whole thing. That's that's when we all knew that everybody – I was so impressed. I was so impressed. I was so impressed. As long as they don't really play badly. And honestly, Clemson took their foot off the gas last night. Notre Dame scored a late touchdown. Did. It should have been probably 40-something to three. They were absolutely horrible. And I do think A&M, this, this may be the best day. And I told Carrie this. This may be the best A&M team I've seen in my lifetime because now they're physical. Yes. They've never been to yeah. that point. R.C. Slocum had it in the top 25. They were a good team, but they See, were never better than Texas. They Jimbo, See, that's, people don't like him, but Jimbo has got him finally where Kellen Mond is a Good quarterback. They have yeah. quality receivers. They have athleticism, and I think they'll do well um, uh, in their bowl game. We'll see. I, I thought about this today. If A and M was Texas, they'd be in. Oh yeah, probably because yeah, because again, big money, eyeballs, and you're bringing in the whole Southwest. Yeah, yeah, you're you're pro- yeah. you're probably absolutely not wrong on that. But, so but I I also think that the SEC dominance or the SEC bias has gone the last couple of years down with Bama kind of fading and the SEC having a little less defense than they used to. Well, I would take your comment a step further, Rod. If you, like, re-skinned the records and, you know, the colors oh, yeah. and everything, and number three, if that had been Texas A&M with a six-game season and they had won those puny six games and beat one, like, top ten or whatever, mm-hmm. and the number five team would have been Ohio State, oh. they would have done that. They would put oh, the fuckers in. Oh, yeah. no, absolutely. Not a chance that they would. And that's what Mac Brown said today. And this is what I can't stand him, but Dabo said. This is what, um, every, honestly, it's what Fisher said. We are being penalized for going through this, as, as Rob said earlier, we're being penalized for getting these kids up for 11 games. Yeah. You all played five. You yeah. sat at home. You watched us. You, basically, these people told us they were so much better, morally superior than we were. Yeah. They were oh, in it for the student athlete. They were in it for the children. Mm. They were protecting generations oh, of Ohio preach. State fans. Preach. And they copied off our effing paper, and they showed preach. up. They did what they had to do and said, well, y'all hillbillies are still <laughs> screwing this up, despite that we've had, we did have some cancellations. We had some protocol issues. There's some conversation that Texas A&M spread some COVID early on, but they don't have it now. <laughs> It's it's a situation where we we went through the gauntlet, we played the games, we did what we were supposed to do, we we took it on the chin a couple of times, 
But we preserved our championship, which was the goal in the beginning. Saban put together, and I'm certainly not the least critical person of Nick Saban in the world, but I'm telling you, he put together a quality offensive showing. His defense needs a little work. They've got to figure something out there. But we went through all the rules that we said in the very beginning. We didn't change the rules. The SEC we ref- did, yeah. Well, you have to change well, the course. rules if Ohio State's not going to get to play in the playoffs. Well, duh. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, why would you not? Can you imagine Ugh. a tragedy of this world greater than an Indiana Northwestern Big Ten championship? I, I can't God. imagine. I can't. Imagine. Well, the bottom line Paris is we we could we could probably go on about this for at least another hour. Oh, I, oh, at, yeah, least, at least at least at least. But the, and we ain't even got to basketball. Well, but the, no, we basketball's oh, over. Yeah, we we're gonna do a basketball show. My bottle's next, empty. Next we cannot talk about basketball after football's over. Um, so UK is going to the Gator Bowl. They're gonna play NC State on January second. And what's gonna be fun is all the the they might finally beat a, a North Carolina team. North Carolina, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but so so we'll revisit we'll revisit this whole conversation again after the because uh, next show will be recorded after the. Uh, the playoffs. I do. I do feel bad though for Adam in Nebraska. Yeah. It's. I, I mean, I don't know what's going on there, and I, I'd be interested in his take on it. But it's. I do feel bad for them because they. It's unfortunate that they really fought hard to play. They got screwed this season well. on on a lot of levels. Well, because they opened their mouth, they got bitch slapped. Yeah. Well, they got out of their lane. They swayed from their. They, they strayed did. From their lane. They did. They got smacked down. They did. It's it's it's, it's a one league team. Yeah, it's Ohio State. They run. It's York like Texas, and, and they, they got out of they got out of the Big Twelve to get year. away from Texas. Yeah. If all their if all the fans in that conference did not see that, or that didn't already know that, I mean this this should have been a like a huge awakening for them. How, how can you look at this and not say this? You you all are foils in the biggest sham in American athletics. Yep. Like, like how do you all not know this? Well, I can't. Say, it's painful yeah. to watch, and it's and I know people that are Ohio State fans. People in my family are Ohio State fans, huge Ohio State fans. And I'm like, you realize they're it's all just chickens in the hopper to feed the the beast. That's all they're doing. Sean, it's all they're doing. Well, it's going to give all those lawyers to graduate from Northwestern something to do. <laughs> so they're going to sue some peoples. There you go, and there you go, and there you go. All right, so Rob, what do you think of those two? Bag I, I got, I, cocktails. Two thoughts. The the old fashioned, while a little weak, was actually uh, it was it was it was serviceable. I mean, I thought it wasn't bad. The Manhattan was trash. It really? had a weird smell. Um, the flavor was not good. Um, you know, I, I went through the motions. You sure uh, there wasn't I, that peach fuzz on your lip? <laughs> I, I would do the old fashioned again. I might throw a splash of uh, another something else in it just to give it a little more oomph. I wouldn't touch that Manhattan again with a ten foot pole. Was there a born on date on that or anything? I don't like I don't an expiration. So. No, there's nothing. I mean, alcohol. It just, I don't it just imagine those. Out. I don't imagine those moves. It does say drink responsibly. Oh, all right. Well, I'm not drink just, one. I don't think they I'm move quick. Sure, there. I don't know that. That is. yeah, the old fashioned. I, I I do again. All right, Sean, how that scotchy scotch treat you? The scotchy scotch is good. I killed this bottle, which is pretty cool. It lasted a year, which is unusual for me with a bottle of scotch. Usually it lasts about two months. It's quite tasty. I have I got warm a, bellies. I got a couple year old, like maybe four or five years of Band-Aids upstairs if you need something. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> really peach fuzz? Really peach fuzz lip? Sean, what was our spinoff show going to be? Scotch and... Uh... 
I can't remember now. Scotch and crap? No. no. It's gonna be, it's, 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 we're going to have a spinoff show. It's Scotch and something. And I can't remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, we have to go back think, and listen to the last show. Yeah. So, Chad, you go, you're going to get on some stuff here in a minute, probably. Yeah. Uh, Judy, Ben's wife, she actually grabbed a uh, stag here like a week or so ago, the 2020. So, we'll probably hopefully we'll open that up tonight All and right. see what the 2020 version is like. All right. Nice. <laughs> John's about to die. Yeah, he is. He he honestly <laughs> is. He really there, is. So. so we finished the Heaven Hill Select stock, which was good. I don't know which I had a pour of first. What did you pour me first? Did you give oh, me the Heaven Hill we, or the we've Old We had the Fitz? Heaven Hill stock first. Okay. And then it was just a rare breed. Oh, just, oh we, so we didn't get to the Old Fitz. No. Oh, okay. Well, I like the rare breed, the 101. What did you think of the, the Heaven Hill stock? I thought it was, I thought it aged well. I like it aged well, very aged well. Yeah, it was good. It was very good. Yeah, the rare breeds. Are, I, thought the, I thought I thought a rare breed was like one twelve or one sixteen. Yeah, one sixteen. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's a it's a really good bourbon. Again, if you're looking for a Christmas gift, it's readily available. Yeah, I think it's it a solid bourbon. No, it really is, and it doesn't drink too hot. And I think I actually think for me, putting an ice cube in it would would make it like just. Goldilocks. I think it's I think it's one of those things that it's a perfect holiday gift kind of bourbon. Mm-hmm. It wasn't terribly expensive. It's higher proof, so for those of you who like that, you're good. But for those of you who don't, it marries well with with an ice cube, as you pointed out, or a little bit of a splash of water. water yeah. It's it's gonna it's gonna go down quickly, and in, in terms of proof, it's gonna be a little less less harsh. Um, I think it's one of the best. Surprisingly, it's one of the best things we've bought kind of randomly at a distillery on our tours yeah i totally so agree very happy with it. well i'm glad that uh rob did his review before he uh he dropped out so <laughs> i was actually gonna say any end of the show merry christmas shout outs anyone or happy new year shout outs because we'll we'll be recording this next one in 2021 yo yo wow. merry christmas yeah. my peeps i yeah. couldn't got through this covid shit without y'all this was the Word. joy Every two weeks with this was like it was a thing I look forward to because COVID pretty much sucked. Yeah, I'm telling you, podcasting is, is a mental savior for me, especially in those early days of all this nonsense back in March. Chad, any end of the show? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, shout outs. No, I don't have anything this year. Just I hope everyone has a safe and happy holiday and all that good stuff. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and all that good stuff. What you gonna leave off Kwanzaa? What's up, bro? I'll get ready to say Kwanzaa's nothing there too, right? <laughs> Yeah, it starts on John's birthday, December 26th. That's how I know. <laughs> Party at Lewis? Hell yeah. John, any end of the show, whatever you want to call it, it's not really shout-outs well, for you. It's I don't even know what it is. I'd like to shout-out Rick Patino. He was right. I said this before. We should all be listening to the sage advice and wisdom of a leader like Rick. College basketball should have stopped. Coach K's gotten on board now that he's lost a couple times. Um. But honestly, that like they got to figure something out because this is going to be a real problem going forward with the covids and the the sitouts and that kind of thing. Um, who else? Let's see. Well, I always on my Christmas list, I would definitely have the the college football playoff committee chair, the athletic director at Iowa. He's done a great job. I really think his impeccable service to America has been. It's it's been notable for certain. Um, I think that's about it. That's, oh, okay. Um, I, thanks to the the candy uh, king of of uh, the Midwest again, I had some of the candy that he gave us, and it was actually good. oh the Airheads. Yeah, yeah, those are good. Yeah, buy more Airheads. And he is Give he, them in he, stock he is indeed the candy king of the Midwest because he is no longer on the Eastern Seaboard. 
All right. How well, about you? With me? Shout outs. Shout out to, yeah, shout out to the Sean and Chad and you and Rob. And oh. yeah, I, I really appreciate y'all keeping this going because I do enjoy it for sure. Um, you know, that's fun for me. And shout out to the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I do enjoy the, the, the tweets. So tweet us at podcast babo there you go and i'm gonna hit the music so yes thanks for listening to us you can listen to us on apple Podcasts, on spotify um i don't know we're probably a bunch of other different places that i don't even know about because that's how podcasts operate they just kind of like you put them out there and they go where they're gonna go but uh yeah check us out on the twitters on the instagrams uh bourbon bad opinions and uh yeah as always thanks for listening merry christmas happy new year happy kwanzaa happy hanukkah Happy whatever holiday you choose to celebrate. (laughs) And uh, actually, we will talk to you next year in 2021. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did it. It was stupid, but I did it. Tough. Too bad. All right. See you. See you. Bye.